We are live Monday nights. We're back <laughs> after another very, very good win versus Essendon. What's that, fellas? Is that 13 in a row against the Bombers? Something like that? Yep. yep. 3,004 days. 3,004 days. Very, very good, Matt. We can never complain with that. So, bit of a different show tonight. I've actually got the uh, full, full accomplishment on. So, we should see how this one goes. Tiggs, welcome, mate. How's it going? Good, mate. Yeah, look, looking forward to the show. You know, um, yeah, uh, Carlton being Carlton, that's been great. I've had a good good past 24 <laughs> hours, but, yeah, no, really good. How good's Twitter been, Grok? Or oh, any social with the, the Carlton stuff. It's The memes are coming out left, right and centre. Uh, TikTok videos blowing up. It's just fantastic. Oh, it's been fantastic. And even Channel 7, um, 7 footy and stuff are getting into them saying, we apologise, Carlton, for saying, you know, Blues can smell finals at three-quarter time. I mean, it's just been amazing on, on social media. Like, everyone giving it to the, that Prendercast podcast about Bolton and the body bag with the handball, like, you know, the thing where he's holding the ball out. It's like Carlton and finals. Oh, yeah. like, it's just been brilliant. Like, the trolling, fantastic. Cue balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got worse. I'm beautiful for these Muppets, and what do I cop? Well, um, a and EJ, welcome to you, mate. Kegs is spot on. I'm not sure if I can. I don't know if I can isolate your background in any way, but just talk us through your background there and what it means to you. Oh, um, <laughs> I, <coughs> I'm a bit emotional about this. Um, <laughs> about a bit over a month ago, myself and CB spotted the fact that maybe Carlton, the big choke was on, and um, I may have put out a public service announcement announcing some very good value about Carlton not quite making the eight, and the dream came to fruition, and here we are. I just, it's a, it's a beautiful day. It is, and well done to those who listened to our advice and got on. Unfortunately, I didn't pay attention to our own advice, but uh, well, it is what it is. And uh, CB, welcome we, to you, mate. Copping hate the chat already. That's, a, that's okay. I'll take the hits, guys. You, I'll take the hits. Everybody just load up. Like you should have loaded up three weeks ago, $4.50 like we told you. But, but no... Oh no! No, you thought you all knew better. His ego he's has destroyed his internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, before we, before we... I'm just saying. I was just going to say, Carlton, that loss, that is up there with one of the best things that I've ever seen on a football field. Oh. Thank you, Collingwood. It was a wonderful memory. Can we can we talk about the feel? The like, oh, boys, I'm going to ask you a question. The feeling you had when um, that um, when they you knew that they lost it. Like, I didn't feel that feeling. Like I felt the last time I felt that was when um, West Coast that that guy kicked the winning goal. That exact feeling where you jump up and you and for a split microsecond you're barracking for the other side. It was it was it was great. It was great and. And to the lovely um, uh, audience member, you bet am I buying tickets for Geelong and Pies. Go Pies. <laughs> I, I found myself cheering for handballs and telling the kicker. I was fully invested in the game. So I, I, now I know what you feel like, Tiggs, when you're watching the Pies play. It was Thank you, uh, mate. 
it was uh, it, it was very very good. There was a lot of writing on it. Um, I just knew what the outpour of emotion would be like on the socials, and we had to see it. Greg. It just was one of those things that I just didn't want to miss. Yeah, it, it was so funny because we had that run of three games, you know, Gold Coast, North, and and Frio, where Blues fans absolutely <laughs> stuck the boots in and were like, "You should have done this. You should have done that. You know, you guys are shit. You sucked. You made the wrong decisions." But hey, at least we didn't do it and shit the bed, you know, last round of final, you know, last week of the season to miss finals. Like the poetic justice from the Blues fans with the arrogance. Baggers the flaggers, hey, maybe in the VFL, you fucking tosses. <laughs> now, you know, so, like, so, so we had to win a flag. We had to win a flag to get a premiership beer. Carlton is the only team to ever get a beer release for finishing ninth. <laughs> the last, the last time I've seen a club fuck up that bad was Melbourne sending out that email. But I had to, oh, yeah, I had the joy. I tweeted um, to the Carlton thread that they had on Twitter. I said, "Listen, guys, don't feel too bad. Look at the right side. At least that beer will be fifty percent off." They're not fucking believable. How stupid are they? Look, just, um, it's just, it's one of those hold my beer moments, wasn't it? Essendon, yeah. Essendon had this absolutely tumultuous week of blowing up. And Carl says, no, hang on, let me hold my beer. <laughs> you know, crazy, crazy. So I just, Charles, I just put one more boot in. You know, a, a bloke walks into a brothel and he goes, look, I'm a little bit kinky. I've read I want, this. I want, I want total humiliation. How much is that going to cost me? And the madam says, $250, and he goes, wow, not bad. What do I get for that? And she goes, a Carlton membership and a scarf. <laughs> uh, so, uh, any of you guys ribbing into any Carlton supporting mates that you know today? Yeah, I gave it to my old man. Yeah, just, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I gave it to my old man. Like he's all, he was, he's all over Charlie Kerno all season. Oh, he's an absolute gun, absolute gun. He sent me a message yesterday. Fucking spud, and I'm like, yeah, you've changed your tune, haven't you? <laughs> like, Have you visited your mate in Packingham, Tiggs? Yes, yes. That was the first. That was the first drop. The second one was I. The one I pictured the scene of waited an hour and a bit for the in-laws to settle down. They're all Italian. They're all you know. My brother-in-laws are all mad. Carl, um, Carlton um, supporters. So anyway, I go there and I'm doing the patronising. You know they used to do to us like last year. You know you. Your heart's your heart's on your you know on the floor. You're holding it in your hand, and they're just giving the slight nod and that sound. You know the so I'm there and I'm going yeah, nah, it's really bad. You know you guys tried, and then you know, I couldn't help myself. You know but you know Casbol, um, you could have used him. <laughs> oh, what do you reckon? Get him in. Do you reckon he would have missed a couple of sitters like the other guys did? Casbol can play in big games. <laughs> so, there it so, is. Yeah, no, it was fun. I had a bit of enjoyment. And the best part was this morning coming into the office. In the office, I've got myself a tiger. I've got a hawk. I've got an Essendon. And I've got a Carlton. And I walked in and I go, all right, lads, put your hand up. Who's playing finals? (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'm sure. And for the listeners out there, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, please feel free to tag us in any uh, Carlton-related stories that you may have had come up with uh, friends, family, etc. I think there's going to be a lot of funny ones out there. So now CB's got, he's bought out the uh, the dressing gown from the lovely motel that he's staying in. Very good. 
All of a sudden, I'm seeing Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> Quick survey around the room. Ginevan, was it a shepherd? Off the ball? Oh, it was, it was a bump. It was a ship. Easy, yeah, it was a shepherd off the ball. That's what makes it so sweet. I reckon the ball was close enough in play. That's fine. It was close enough. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, we'll get stuck into our game against Essendon, uh, which ended up turning out quite okay. So, Richmond, 21-15, 141, if you don't mind, versus Essendon, 11-9-75, winning by 66 points uh, in what was another <clears throat> workman performance. Um, I think it's exactly what we hoped to see, given the, I suppose, the period that happened over the week with Rutten and the way he was treated and potentially getting the arse in the week. It just, and the plays rallying behind him as they should have, it just probably had me a little bit worried about how hard they would come out. But I always thought if we just wore the brunt of it for the first quarter or so, that uh, we should roll on with it. And, and that we did, Grok. Uh, I'll start with you, mate. What did you make of the game? Well, we'll try and do these as quick as we can as well, because obviously we're all on. But um, what did you make of it? Yeah, as you said, Cult- uh, Essendon came out wanting the contest. They were up for it. But again, just like they have been all season, they just, after half time, would just, just died in the arse, had nothing left to give. Um, so, yeah, it was more just match them in the contest. They got on top of us in the second quarter through the midfield. We struggled with that. They That's where they generated generated a lot of their scores. But, yeah, it was very much just a case of us finding that, um, that, that form again, that running game, which we've gotten up and up and going again the last three weeks now, which is probably the, the, the thing that I've been most pleased to see. It's looked a lot more like Richmond games to us. And the good thing, the good thing for me is that we've now finished as the highest scoring side in the league. We actually finished number one in terms of points scored. So that's that's a big positive for us, I think. So yeah, it's just a ripper rip game, I think, for us. Like that last half was fantastic. Buried them. Uh, AJ, who would have thought, mate, after the kind of start of the year that we had, that we would end up being the high scoring side for the year? To impressive turnaround. It is an impressive turnaround, and um, fair bit of credit to David Teague there. Um, you know, like. I bet you uh, he's sort of just having a little smirk at Carlton right now. Um, yeah, I was a bit concerned. If I, if I look out of the game, if we've just gone a broad sense, we got well beaten in clearances. We got beaten in center clearances. We got beaten in clear, clearances around the game, around the ground. We did win contested possessions. And the, the big positive for me, and it goes back to exactly what Grock was saying, is that, the way that it did look our game is that we were plus 13 uh, on turnovers. We generated 13 more turnovers than what Essendon than what than what we committed. So that was a real positive. It was extraordinary all round, Tiggs. Um, big man Tommy Lynch just a lazy five goals and uh, obviously went off with the groin. Is is there now all okay? But uh, what do you make of his game and, and the the game overall in our firepower? Yeah, look, conversion rate, mate. That's what I make out of his game. He's, I think he's the number one conversion forward at the moment. And it makes a huge difference, you know, in the middle and last half of the uh, of this season. We've won, we've lost games we should have won. Basically, one of the major stats is we haven't converted our shots 
on goal. And it's good to see that the past four weeks, five weeks, we've starting to really trend that around, which is um, really since the North game. So maybe the North game was a blessing. Um, as to, for me, the overall game, there was one major, there was two major positives and one um, poor I want to highlight. First major positive for me is Ross. I tweeted it during the game. My only knock on Ross, right, and let's be really clear, he's, he was really vanilla for me, but my main concern for, for me for him is he didn't focus on his strength and he had that pause, his decision-making. He used to get the ball and wait for a second or two and then dispose of it and generally get caught or be pressured to make that disposal because he was at the tempo of the game. Against Essendon, and he and in credit to him, the last three weeks, he's the last three times he's played, he's been right on point in relation to the pace of the game. So he's obviously found that confidence to go, okay, I'm now in this position in the midfield. This is how I need to react when this situation presents, and it's making his game go to the next level. He's he's focusing on his strength, which is kicking it straight down the line. He's he's beautiful. His inside fifty kicking is elite. He's no longer trying to be a wingman that you know, do does that, you know, really fucking darting kick across the lines. He's not. Now when he gets the ball and he's in, on the wing or if he's off, off the defensive side of the of the centre square, he runs straight lines and he pinpoints straight. Um, what I love about him too is he keeps his eyes lowered when he enters 50. So it's not these crazy long bombs in. He pinpoints a target out. And it's that's and generally our forwards are good enough to actually get win that contest. So credit to the kid. If he keeps on playing this way, he's going to definitely be in the, um, starting 22. And it was good to hear him in his conference in his um, after-match where he mentioned Sonzi and both of them having, you know, starting to get a bromance going. So let's hope they can build on that. Um, the other thing too, which is really pleasing, and I rang SEN today about is De Hurley. Um, you know, our reception to him, you know, we, we always say that, you know, uh, care is a big focus of our club and we've proved that time and time again that it's the care of the team the care of the people at the club but it's also the care of everyone that's around us and that was superb my whack though is fucking hind i swear that little mag maggot who tapped rubbed miller on the head oh. that infuriated me that absolutely fucking infuriated me that little squirt's done nothing in his career miller has now become a fantastic second ruck He's become an, a viable option around the ground and he's going to be playing finals high or you'll be working at Woolies, your flog. So, you know, <laughs> during September. So, you know, that was really poor and, and it's a highlight of where that club is at. You know what I mean? It's not the Lions. It's all about themselves and very selfish, you know, um, nature about them. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was really disappointing to see. And uh, I think we'll touch back on the Hurley thing in a second. I know, EJ, you wanted to talk about it too. But, Steve B., from what you could remember of the game, what did you think? Oh, we can see you speaking, but we can't hear you speaking. Have you muted yourself? What have you done? You've muted yourself, dude. <clears throat> Just while that's being sorted out, Tiggs, I agree with you 100% on Ross's decision-making improving. As a consequence of that, what do you think his disposal efficiency was on the weekend? Look, he got a lot more contested balls. So I would not be surprised if it was less than what you'd think by the eye. Like, for me, he's probably running at about 70%. I haven't checked the stats. 95%. Um, what was it? 95%. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And, and yeah. some of those some of those kicks were under pressure. So that's really good because he's kept it simple. He's kept yeah. it simple. He's working within his limitations. It's brilliant. 
I'd, I'd be so disappointed if he gets dropped for yeah. finals. I mean, he's the he's the only one in the club, you know, that's really had a rough goal at it, constantly been dropped. I mean, he hasn't even had success at the Tigers because people need to remember he got dropped for the 2019 Grand Final, VFL one for a carryover player with Camden McIntosh. So he hasn't played in a flag since he's been there, despite the club, you know, being relatively successful. He's the only one who's been there during that period besides Miller. But, like, just feel rough for him. So I, I think he deserves to, to be in the side. Yeah, yeah you're amazing right. game. His whole month, his last month has been exceptional. CB, we got you there. No, we can see, <laughs> we can see you talking. How good is your motel going, mate? Jeez. Motel reception gets you every uh, time. Well, what about what about Noah Cumberland, fellas? He's come oh. in again, done his role, kicked three goals. Uh, we have two marks, a tackle. It's he is really benefiting from Tom Lynch playing out of his skin, and obviously Rewalt has to be paid the respect he deserves, but. What was uh, you might one of you might already know this, but how many goals has Diddy kicked for the home and away season? Uh, 19, uh, 18. Right, that's it. Yeah, they said Whatever he had 17 from 48 kicks or something at one point, and I think he kicked a couple after that, so it might have been 18 or 19. Incredible effort to um to come into the side and do what he's done, EJ. Oh, uh, yep. You know, I know I was harsh on him early, but um, he's doing the team things. And as we spoke about last week, if he's not kicking it, his ability to select the right person to give it to and turn it into a score is first class. And he's, you see him when he, ce he celebrates when someone else has done something. So you know that he's 100% bought in. Um, and, and when you think forward to what may happen in a couple of, you know, in a week and a half's time, if you add Dusty, who probably play more forward than anything else into that mix, and you've got Dusty Cumbell, the two big fellas, plus the pressure of uh Valley Jr., we're in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I have to say, I, like, I was really bullish on Cumbell. I, I wanted him in way earlier than what, he, what yep. he's got because he has that advanced footy IQ, which he was starting to see. I don't know if you guys noticed, but when the camera's zoomed in on a few of his um, uh, discourse with his teammates, you can still see his... He's open to learn, like he's getting instruction at the ground. There was a lot of cases where he's lent in and you could see Rewalt telling him, do this, do that, do this. Um, so, yeah, uh, he's a ripper. I, I see him not going in his shell with Dusty, like so I hope that doesn't happen either. But I see him complimenting Dusty. You know why? He's a medium that plays tall. His hands and his leap when he goes to mark the ball is electric. He can hit it full pace and quick turn around and kick or he can actually do a mark Mark and goal, and what was pleasing to see is his contested marking is really starting to come to the fore. That that will get better as his confidence grows, and more importantly, he leaves Lynch alone. He forces the decoy to go to Lynch. So, nah, he's um he's going to be uh he's going to be definitely a, a a great finals player. I can just feel it. Yeah, and the positive for me is after the Frio game, just how how resilient he's been. Just to say, hey, that was you know, yes, I made a mistake, but. A lot of kids who play in their first first year of you know senior football, they'd probably get really you know introvert and just say, okay, I don't want any of the, re the responsibility. I'll just do what I can and stuff. But no, he's just come out, played his own game, and and just smashed it. So credit to him for being able exactly. to do that as well. Can you hear me? Yes, we got you there. We got you there. 
Uh, that's a good point about having a, a left footer in the forward line. It might sound like a very small thing, but it, it adds a bit of unpredictability. If you've got all right footers as a defender, you can kind of not have to think about it too much from where players are probably going to turn to and run. But having that left footer there maybe just creates a little bit of doubt. Uh, CB, Trent Cochran, wound back the clock again. 25 disposals, one goal, 12 contested possessions and 11 score involvements. Has been his best year in years. Um, and it's wonderful to see the old blokes playing well. So, um, yeah, he's he's true. He's, he's ripe to go for finals, isn't he? He's playing finals like football and he's leading. Even though he's not captain, he's leading. He's saying, boys, follow me. And um, <laughs> it's been wonderful to... Uh, Watch this last. Oh, he's been one full year actually. It's, he's been tremendous. So, um, loving what he's doing. Uh, yes. Oh, come on, Rock. <laughs> can't jump back on now. Uh, EJ, your man, not everyone's man, Dan Rioli, 21 disposals, 449 meters gained, 95%, uh, and announced tonight as one of the three Tigers in the All Australian squad, which is very well deserved. Ahead of Darcy Byrne Jones, I'd like to add, which is. Uh, a very promising sign for him. What did you make of his game? Yeah, another really solid game. Um, also, 10 intercepts, uh, seven inside 50s and six score involvements. So, another well-rounded game. Um, I honestly thought that how do you replace what Hooley's done, but I actually think he's probably elevated it because he's been – I think he's shown a better level of precision than what Hooley did coming out. And I never thought I'd say that. But, um, you know, again, as, as you just said, 95% efficiency. His efficiency every week is really high. So, no, fantastic. What astounds me is his work rate. If you notice, because you're in the back half, he's actually covering a lot of the back half and off the centre defensive square of the ground. Like he's from wing, flooding back, running forward. He's just a workhorse, absolute running machine. And can we just say how fabulous is it to get those? Um, I think they are the right nominations for Richmond having Lynch, Bolton, and Rioli in the All Australian squad. They would, if you're going to pick them from Richmond, they would be the three. Oh, I reckon Dion Pressure's been stiff. He's, I think, he's yeah. second for clearances under Oliver. Um, second for um, post possession clearance. Um, he's been one of the most consistent midfielders all year. Um, so I reckon we really Mr. should have had four. I reckon a fair bit of it was a Richmond effect that they won't pick it. Um, no, Presti missed a fair few games. That, that cost him. Yes. Yeah, but so did how did Wittering get in? He missed what eight games. He's 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 forty fourth in one on one defensive contest. Again, Minot levels in other defensive stat. Yes, he gets in. Yeah, I um, think. I, did, I think. Sorry, I think that's what's going to cost Lynch a spot in the actual side. Even though he's taken the most contested marks in the competition, second in the Coleman, yada yada yada, missing those six games might might actually count against him when it comes to the final twenty-two. I I don't think it will, only for the simple fact the numbers that you raised. He only missed the four games, but you know, goal average, contested marking, he's up there in in total goal assists and score involvements and everything like that. So, I mean, I personally wouldn't have Charlie Kerno in there. A lot of people have him in there. I wouldn't have Kerno. You, I mean, you can't not have him in there. He's won the Coleman. Yeah. But Jack Revolt won the Coleman in 2012 and didn't make it. Yeah, but um, Jack bes plays for Richmond. Bes 
Yeah, besides <laughs> goal, besides goals, what has Kerno done? Well, he got he's, Collingwood he's, into the he's final. The eight. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah, captain. Just just taking the pants off, getting ready for the um trade news. Oh god. Oh, beautiful. Um now we've done, done the AA stuff. What about Kingsley signing on as the GWS coach? I think that's as painful and bad as it is for us, because obviously he's been a, a good servant for us. It's another feather in the the cap of Dimmer and Co who are producing sort of good coaches that clubs deem uh, a viable option to coach their club. So well done to uh, Adam Kingsley on, on that appointment. It's I, t- yeah. I told you, Michaels. I told yeah, you. Going to be sad to leave him. But uh, AJ, I think it was you on Twitter or someone, one of the guys here, is tr- is this mean that Truck's coming back home? Are we bringing him back? I, want oh, him back. I, I agreed with a couple of people. And someone else said Greer. And I said, why not both? Um, yeah. yeah, bring him back. Yeah, we need him back. When he needs to heal, like Leopard did when he left and then he came back. Um, yeah, we need to get him back. Kingsley's great. He's going to give them a good defensive hard edge, particularly in the midfield. Um, but you know, they're, they're just you know, it's we just got an awesome, we just got an awesome, um, awesome club. So they're going to like Hawthorne went through it. It's just going to be fascinating who we're going to get in return. Um, and look, if I was an assistant coach at another club, like an Adam Uze or something like that, <clears throat> I'd be going, well, <clears throat> which which system is getting people becoming assist, um, senior coaches? It's the Tiger system still. So, I, you know, I, I'm sure that we'd be flooded with applicants to come come across just for that, you know, that extra now, level of Tiggs, prestige. Now, didn't, didn't you see Barham's presser? They're going to go flooding to Essendon. You know, because they treat coaches so well over there. They're just going to have a yeah. flood of applicants wanting to go and get knifed. Um, what, what, wouldn't it be the ultimate middle finger to Essendon if Truck goes to join uh, Clark? I was an assistant at North. Oh. The man that they tried to replace him with goes and works under him. That'd as be, EJ yeah, said. I, I think that would be a massive middle finger to Essendon. As, as EJ said, they straight away put a line through how many applicants, because they said they wanted an experienced coach. What experienced coach with half a brain in their head would go anywhere near the most disruptive, bloody, uh, out-of-control club in the league? Essendon's only going to be good for someone who wants to get a foot in the door and kickstart their career. No coach would put their reputation at risk at the moment going to that place. Not even James. Kevin Sheedy. I mean, like, some not eight coaches. They've had five coaches in eight years. That is yep. beyond Richmond's bloodletting in their dark ages. They're cutting yep. off a coach nearly every two years. They're cutting their heads off. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, but yeah. you know what? Funny, that president, when I heard his um, press conference, he sounds like a big footy poster, the way he spokes. Yeah. You know, oh, you know what are these doing? You know, fuck, I want to go find out what Richmond's doing. Fuck, where's the data? Where's the data? Sounded exactly like I picture some of our posters on the big footy forums here. Yeah, he oh, sounds man. like. He sounds like the angry boomer white male. That's what he comes yeah. across as. The one that, that white male that you hang shit on, that's him. Uh, while we're talking about Essendon quickly, I want to give a shout out to Greg, who's an Essendon nuffy. He decided to follow me on Twitter everywhere I went <laughs> try, to try and make a point and failed miserably. Sorry, Greg, you're, you're shit. But anyway, um, to go back, I know, EJ, you wanted to speak about this uh, question from Laurie. Do we think that the boys 
intentionally, well, broad specifically, gifted Hurley that goal. I, I'm a resounding yes. 100%. I sent, you, yeah. I sent you the screenshot of, of the ground, and we actually formed like a semicircle of not going in there, and we sort of <laughs> all cleared out, and Broad was just jogging up to the 50-metre line. He, he, he wasn't even he – was, there was no sprint, no effort to get to a contest. 100% we did, and what a great club we are, and I'm glad some people have given it the credit it deserves to let the – Essendon players all get around their man, but then to all get around Hurley to a man afterwards, just absolute class. Oh, it was brilliant. Can you put a smile on my face? Do you know what I reckon who started that day? And it wouldn't surprise me at the least because he did that one with Gary Ablett by putting the medals underneath here. Oh, CB, um, room service. <laughs> <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon Jack Rewalt told the players, hey, let's get Hurley a goal. That would not surprise me in the light, in the, in the least. There you go, Nick. Uh, Nick, I, I would take Nick's word for this too, given the people he knows. Yeah, the game. Yeah, that's but awesome. If, if it was a close game, I reckon we would have, would have uh, maybe not been so generous. But um, no, I, it was lovely to see. It was lovely to see. It was a good moment, and even just the respect the players showed Truck after the game uh, with how you know the service that Rutten's given to us and. Uh, look, full credit to Rutten for, for fronting up after what had happened during the week. And he said it best in his own press conference that he needed. He probably deserved to be treated a bit better than that. But, um, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. it is look, better than the nuts. This yeah. trade show better be good. I've just organised the strippers and the cocaine to get here by uh, <laughs> 10 past nine. Right. So, Tiggs, Hold on, no let pressure. me get prepared. <laughs> Tiggs is just Those... next door. <laughs> Those scenes with with Jack and Truck at the end of the match just spoke volumes for just how well respected Truck really is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the worst thing that could happen to UCB. You are getting towed up massively, and he is great. This, this has been the greatest viewer comments episode of all time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if I can fit another body yeah. in the cupboards, boys. I've already got four in there, but yeah. I mean, there, there was a, there was a did comment you earlier when. Was it, did was you borrow the, uh, the uh, Pentagast podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did anyone see the comment earlier when CB had the belt and someone goes, just be careful with that? Remember what happened to Michael Hutchins? <laughs> I, let one, I let that one slide. I did. Slide. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a David Carradine man. I should be better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Be the first man on the show. <laughs> oh. um, all right. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about quickly before we jump into the trade stuff? Um, I just. No, we can wait till next week. No, no, go ahead. Just when when we look at how we finish the year, all right, a couple of tweets that I saw today sort of really made me hopeful because from a defensive side of the game, I don't think, you know, oh, are we there? From round zero to seven, we were ninth for points against. From round seven to 18, we were 10th for points against. In rounds 18 and 22, we were fourth for points against. So we've really improved in the last five weeks. The other thing is, when in our in our strong years, we were known as the third quarter team. Now, we know that the opposition the last few weeks hasn't been massively strong, 
But in the third quarters where we've done our damage, the last four third quarters, six goals to two, nine goals to one, seven goals to three, and six goals to two. So early in the season, we were fading out. We're now becoming stronger after halftime. That makes me positive when we look forward to a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yes, and Bolter going back. Yes, Nick, agree. <laughs> yes. Something that a lot of us called for early. Yep. And I think anyway, this is that- why... I think this is why that Miller won't be dropped under any circumstance because then it means Bolter would have to move out of the back line to do the other ruck work. And I think he's shown far too much value to be staying down in defence. I, I know we're still getting goals kicked on us, but we just look a lot more certain about things. I also I think good. that was Bolter's best game for the year on the weekend. He, like, he's starting to get a lot more clean when he does it, yep. you know, when he has the ball and stuff. Like he's had some pretty shocking games this year, but the one on the weekend, that was probably his best for the year, I reckon. And for me, I can't pick a club outside us that has a second ruckman that's actually an actual defender. I reckon that's such a weapon. A lot 100%. of the rucks tend to be forwards. We've got a ruck that's actually a defender, and I reckon that's huge. Yeah, it probably is Geelong. Probably Geelong the only other side. Yeah, Blitzarves, yeah, he can he can yeah. go back. That's a fair call. But it helps massively because, like we've said, that if the other ruckman drifts forward. We're not stressed. Miller's just, okay, I'll just play my defensive role now. And um, he's athletic as well, so he can get back quickly, unlike yeah. Nank, who struggles. He's good yeah. with the ball. He's been good with the ball too. No, he, he, Guys, this is all sexy, but let's get to the meat. <laughs> We've had the entree. Give us the <laughs> meat. Wait, wait, Come on. It looks like you... Hang on before he gets... It looks like you've already gotten to the meat. Did everyone see... I am the, the meat. <laughs> did, did everyone see the footage of Dusty training on uh, the socials and Barmy saying that he... He looks like he'll be good to go for week one of the finals, folks. I reckon this has been a long, a long-term play by us. I think we've been ultra conservative. Fair enough, because if we did it again, he'd definitely miss. Um, I reckon we've looked into the crystal ball a few weeks ahead of time and just, you know, kept our cards close to our chest. And the great man could be back, which is excellent news. And if Castagna is the spot, club. if Castagna gets the ask as a Martin, I'm seriously microwaving my membership. <laughs> in all seriousness, we've been brave. We could have bitten it early and got Martin in early to make sure we made finals, but yeah, we did it, you know, which is great. But I tell you, on, on CBs, if Arts does not get in the side because Martin's in, I'm done. That's it. That's that's it. That's it. Club's going to the dogs. <laughs> right, mate, let's go. Come on, Scott. Right. Come on, Tiggs. All right, we're we ready? <laughs> yep. You go. I'll be back in a okay, so- you, you go. You go. Tune in and wait before you start. If you're listening, yep. drop a like or a share or a follow on the on the tweet. And actually, before you do, Tiggs, because I, I know I, I know I say this every time we do this type of show, but the names that are said, unless said otherwise, are players that we maybe have interest in or we believe are gettable. It's not a lock to come to the club. I need to make that clear. Unless Tiggs says otherwise, he's done it once with Lynch, which we all thought he was a, a complete. Ludicrous idiot, and it come off, so he was well on the ball with that one. Uh, the narco one's probably the other one, and fair play didn't come off, but yep. shit happens. Some, some things change, you wear that, you cop it on the chin. But the other names that have been mentioned that we've had interest in along the journey the Hamish Hartlett, Sean Hampson, uh, God bless him, Hopper um, <laughs> and Chanto, uh, Josh Shackey being gettable, Crouch being gettable, all came out well before anyone else, you know, even sort of contemplated it. And like we said, this isn't about all these plays coming to us. Sometimes Tiggs has mentioned names that he's flat out said, we aren't interested, but they're gettable. And then all of a sudden it's out there. So 
don't get caught up in all of these names coming to the club unless Teague says otherwise. Just take it for what it is. Um, you take, you know, it is it is what it is. And the potential hypothetical trades we throw up, they are just us spitballing ideas. They aren't factual. They aren't inside mail. They're just us trying to reason like any supporter would. How how could it work to make this happen? Um, so yeah. with that said, Diggs. Yeah. And also, just remember, it's there's two months till people can get signed to a club. So things can change. Yeah. All right. Now, general, I have two brackets. I have, the one's going to start with now is I think what's going to happen. Right. I reckon these are these are dead set. I reckon yeah, something major would have to happen. Either player just changes his mind, um, and or um, another player, another club comes in and offers way too much, or the home club offers way too much to keep them. But this is one I reckon is going to happen. Right. I reckon our midfield next year is going to include Taranto. Um, at the start of the off-season, for the guys that do watch the show, um, in the off-season, I, when I said we're going to shake the GWS tree for Green, Hopper or Taranto, I always put Taranto as a long shot. And that was my personal feeling because of the price check, you know, how much it's going to cost to bring him in relation to salary cap room. I always thought that was a real road, roadblock. It wasn't that we weren't um, after him because I knew his name was there. That's why I mentioned it so early. But um, from everything that's gone through, um, the media is obviously onto it now as well, but I, I, I do seriously think Taranto is out of the three is is, is more sure than anyone else. Um, Hopper, funny enough, we could now. I had to. I, I used all the tissue boxes in the house when I found this out. My mate's not one to, you know, stir me up and see me spin off like a top. He's pretty confident. He's look. Taranto records were set unless um, the GWS new coach really gets in his ear and sells a vision. But from what I've heard now, this is all what I've been told, yeah? So this is rumour that's going around. So anyone that are in these circles would have heard this. Nick's probably heard this and others. But we've heard that we've had his management's told Geelong is not interested. He's told other clubs pursuing him that he's not interested. It's really just us now um, and GWS. And can we work out a deal? That's what I heard. And from a mate who I heard that from, he's generally pretty right more often than not. Um, but I also heard we're not out of it with Hopper, and that gobsmacked me. So, um, yeah, and the, the one thing that my mate highlighted, and I've had this confirmed by three different sources here, I fucking say some sources, it makes me sound like a reporter, but three different people here is that we've clearly come in, a lot of their component, component of their pay, GWS, is the stay-home wage. They understand they're not going to get paid that, right? So when people go, oh, well, it's getting paid 800000 at GWS, Richmond hasn't got 800000 Well, they're not going to pay that. And the players understand that. Look, if Taranto comes across, I reckon it's going to be two, three-year contract um, and then renegotiated after that period of time. But um, it's still looking really it's look, it's looking really good, guys. I So I'm about 80% um, Taranto, 60% Hopper. And that's a lot more confident than I was on Hopper before. Um, from what I heard, Geelong's really gone into... Uh, that other kid, Braun, whatever his name Tanner, is. Tanner Braun. Tanner Braun. Braun, yeah. Um, so that's taken over their interest in Hopper. But, again, that's all just noise. But one of my mates who are in the industry and he's in that space, obviously not part of our club, that's the feeling around town is um, Richmond's re-engaged, uh, you know, um, likely home for Hopper's if Hopper leaves. He's, Richmond's really gone up the pecking order. So what that means for us at the end of it, who knows? Um now another one that surprised me that I've kept um, I've kept an eye on 
Um, now, Junior Rioli, he's not called Willie anymore because of his dad's passed away. Um, and my mate in WA is pretty convinced this is it. And look, and I'm, I haven't had this confirmed by my mate that I normally go to. He sort of said, look, listen, it's unknown because of the death of his dad, how he's going to go. But some of the feeling is that he does, it's family's really important. Obviously, he's either going to retire from the game. He's really close to some guys at West Coast, but he really wants to play with his, his, his cousins. You know, if there's an opportunity to do so. Can we make that happen? Will we satisfy West Coast to make that happen? Who knows? But that, that noise is not going away. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty exciting. Um, you know, imagine if we got fucking Toronto Hopper and Willie Rioli. There's our forward line. Uh, we've got Clark and we've got Banks and we've got Brown. Oh, it's so good. But anyway, so Willie Rioli, I'm just putting that. That's what I'm hearing. That His name has not stopped, right? It's got game momentum. And um, he hasn't made a decision yet. That's the biggest thing. Their season's finished now. Um, and I seriously think he might actually retire for a year or two. That's the bigger noise. But there's also a chance he might. Funny enough, actually, uh, let me start again. He's more likely to retire. If he doesn't retire, he's more likely to play somewhere else other than West Coast. West Coast is a distant third, and I think they know that. Um but um, it's interesting. So I thought I'd share. Now, this is another one that's thrown me. Now, anyone that knows this player, I know he rejected a trade with North last year, I believe. Um, he's, he's had a really not good year this year compared to his 2019 before um, Gold Coast um, put his name up for trade. He's someone that we like. He's someone that we believe we can get like a – who's that Gold Coast kid that went to Frio and he's just tearing it up? We believe there's a lot of that in him that we can – He's a medium type, can play mid, can play forward, is Darcy McPherson. So that's a name I've heard. I've heard that a lot. I've heard that now for the past five months. It has not gone away. Um, so he's apparently he's got a large contract at the end of his um at the end of his um at the end of his name, from what I got told. Again, I don't know much about him, but that's a name that um I've heard. So yeah, Darcy McPherson's the other one. Brody, will Brody oh that's yeah, that's a guy's name that went. But yeah, so look, Fogarty. Yeah, I mentioned his name. He's he was his name was put up. I believe my mate who said that his name was, and it's someone that we put on the whiteboard. Is he a possibility to get? I'm not ruling it out. That's my personal opinion because his name's come up a few times, but his form's really kicked on, um, and that's not surprising. It's a very similar timeline. Generally, when a player knows that there's interest for him and with other clubs, uh, they get a bit of a confidence boost. Um, but, you know, Adelaide knows what they've got. Um, he's an accurate kick for goal. He's one of the most accurate forwards in the league, I think. Um, but it'll be interesting. They need to get Rankin. And we've got three picks in the top 30, I believe. And we've also got our first next year. So I think we're going to be really super creative. I think we've gone to the draft, the last three drafts. We've targeted kids. We know our main date is to fix our forward and midfield. We're really uh, – we know we're right with halfback phone because we believe we've got developing depth in the back line. Um, it's our forward that's a forward line to concern, and also obviously rebuilding that depth in the midfield. Um, yeah, but yeah, those three names are Taranto Hopper is the more likely. Willie Rioli is just there's a lot of smoke, and funny enough, Darcy McPherson. So, if anyone knows more about that kid, um, my mate that lives in Perth said to me last week that Rioli is 70%. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't live in Perth, I don't listen to Perth radio. Yeah, but yeah, that sort of backs up what I'm hearing. It's um. 
Yeah, I agree with you, George. Yeah, it's a game changer. I think we've gone really strategic. We're really targeted. We know what we need to address to enhance our game plan going forward. It's, we need to give support in that midfield. We've got Sonzi there as well. Graham, I, from what I heard, um, is going to get more of the Lambert-type role. Um, you know, the forward that can play midfield and support by running two ways, and um, Graham mm. can do that. Um, so I'm pretty excited. Um my main guy who works at another club is convinced we're going to hit top four next year. The, the obvious question... Oh, you go first, Steve. You go, you go. Tiggs, I've actually heard that Jack is hanging up the boots at the end of the year. So that'll be another one of our leaders gone. Have you had any mail I around heard, that? I heard that's based on the trades, right? So I heard that we've got a shifting of the cap that we need to do. We're banking. Like if someone, if someone astute here recalls that one of the uh, – I was going to link the podcast, but now I'll let you guys find it. It was one of the first three podcasts I did this year. I mentioned about our TPP. I said to I said we're expecting a TPP increase this year. So a lot of that hinges, some of that hinges on that. I reckon if we get that five percent increase, we'll keep Jack. Yep. Right. If we don't get it with some of the moves that we need to make, um, some of the players we expect to get in up uh, there, he might uh, be on fucking biscuits and will he do it? Um, one thing, let's be honest. Uh, like when Dusty resigned and I started laughing about Puma. And then Harwick at the grand final said, thank you, Puma, which is a funny um, funny side note. Um, yeah, we've got – he knows we can we, – look, let's be honest, we can incentivise him playing, right? So – and he's gotten the fox in part because he's a Richmond player, you know, with – so, yeah, but look, with, with Jack, Cotchen's definitely playing on. I know that is fact. He's 100% playing on. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I know this – I can't say it. I can't say why I know. But, yeah, well, for what I know, 90% playing on, obviously, Cochin might change his mind if he gets injured or something. But if he stays free and, yeah, yeah, he'll play. So the, the obvious uh, question, I suppose, is if, you know, if Taranto is coming in and potentially Hopper, which is obviously a bit more of a long shot to get both rather than one, what do we – I mean, this is all hypothetical, this part now, folks. This isn't actual answers, but – what do we think we'd have to give up to pull something like that off? It would have to be something substantial, and I dare say we would be deprived of all of our early picks and a couple of players. In reality, if, if we were any chance to get both. Yeah, I, I again, I don't want to say I know it's fact, but I've got a really strong feeling, and it marries up with what I've said last year and the year before last. I seriously think RCDs, it will be a part of the trade. Um, really do that. People are linking Soldo's name because it's natural, hey, Ruckman, Ruckman, we know that's a need. I haven't had that confirmed. Um, but I really think I really think RCD is, is part of that. Um, just from the noises I've heard, um, I've attended a few VFL games. Just, you know, sort of just a feeling I've got. Um, to seeing how he celebrates. I think, yeah, I think we're – I think there's – look, we're going to be all cards on the table. Anyone that would know this would, might back me up on this. But I think there's been a fragmentation of Hardwick's relationship in RCD last year, from what I heard. I think that's been confirmed. Um, they've done a bit to try to amend it. I thought it was going to be traded last year because of that fracture. Um, and um, I don't think it's improved. I think they've given it a crack, but it's not improved. There's certain things why we want him to play that's not natural to the way he plays. So it's not that he's um, not that he's not got the talent. It's just he doesn't fit our system, if that makes sense. What we value, he's not strong at and can't get that as strong as we need him to be. Um, 
there's different interest in him. Stack, I've heard he's staying. Um, I haven't had to confirm, but I've heard Stack staying, which I'm excited for. He'll be given a one year. Um, but, you know, with Willie, if Willie comes, maybe do we give him a home in WA? But I don't think he wants to go to WA because he knows NWA probably, um, Perth won't take him because of the risk. Uh, look, the favourite son, I mentioned a favourite son, so I'll come out, I'll come out and, and say this. Um, now, this is just what I heard, Jess. So people don't, don't crucify me. Don't, don't lose their heads. Um, but I heard that I was first I was worried about Rioli because I was seriously worried because they made a play for him, major play for him, but he stayed, which is great. But I, I keep on hearing his name and I don't know, but Marlon Pickett. He just signed for you. He signed a one-year deal. Yeah, I know. But that was the guy that I was worried about. I kept on hearing his name, Marlon Pickett, Marlon Pickett, Marlon Pickett, Marlon Pickett. So You also mentioned Broad as well. Yeah, um, Broad was the other one um, that I was a little bit worried about. Um, but, yeah, so it was Pickett. was the one, but then he re-signed. But maybe it might be next year. I don't know. Um, but there's a genuine pull in WA to get him across. So he's resisted it and we've dodged a bullet on that one. So who knows? We need to play. We need him to play for three more years. He's got three sons. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, I know. And Broad's like, yeah. But that was the one at the early. What I was worried about is Rioli or or Marlon Pickett because he named because he's it was heavily linked last year. If you recall last year's podcast around, I thought he was gone, right? And that did not die down. It's going, oh, he'll do it next year. But then obviously he resigned. So that was the guy I was worried about. The, yeah, uh, he's the only thirty, but he's. No, one thing with that, he doesn't play he, like a 30-year-old. It's probably he's a young he's, body. He's a young body. He's fresh. He hasn't had that football wear and tear because, obviously, let's be honest, because of the prison stuff. Um, he hasn't had that football bashing around. So even though he's 30, he's 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 playing like a 28-year-old, 26-year-old. The interesting thing with the GWS part with uh, Taranto and the long shot of Hopper is I know there's probably a train of thought where some people would think, oh, you know, RCD, that's not going to get it done. Obviously, picks would be involved too. But reality is, because of their cap pressure, they can't be asking for an A-grade play in return because they're going to have to pay them the same amount. They were paying those guys to get them there, and they'll be in the same position they were initially when they had to get rid of two players to start with. So it kind of smells like it's going to be a bulk load of picks and maybe some fringe players, which makes you think you can kind of get away with it. Yeah, the one I'm thinking that might GWS and Ryan, though we love Ryan, we're talking Ryan up. Are we talking because we want to keep his contract? Like, you know, yeah, he's a kid we're putting development in. He knows our system is improving, he's really improving. So we're going to have to give something to get something, particularly because Hopper's in contract. See, this is the thing how it got played to me. Um, GWS is hard on Hopper because they know they're going to lose Taranto, so they want something good for him. And then negotiations with Geelong stalled because of that. And Richmond's because of, you know, our relationship with GWS. We've got a good working relationship with them. Um, you know, let's be honest, they're both. We've got the two brothers at either end. We've come in and said, hey, we can do something for you. What would you like? And that's why the rumours are going around that we're working something out. Can we get in? And I hope Hopper would happily come to Richmond. You know, he'll happily go to Geelong in saying that as well. But that's how it's sort of fermenting now. Obviously, there's still two more months before trade and all that sort of stuff for three more months, um, things can change. But that's what I'm hearing. They're sort of stonewalled. Geelong don't want to give up much. There's a couple of things. So I think, obviously, Kingsley going to GWS is definitely going to help any trade 
negotiations, given how closely he has worked with the players, they'll be able yeah. to say, okay, these are the players I'd sort of want for for the club and, and things like that. So that would make it a lot easier in trade negotiations and coming to an agreement. And second, people are saying that um, if we do get Rioli Jr., um, how, how are they going to fit? From what I've been hearing, the plan with Morris is to get him to work on his tank and move into a Edwards role as that sort of mid-forward creative player up the ground. So if that does happen, it frees up that spot up forward, have a Rioli in every line on the park, back, midfield, forward. So if that does happen, then that, I'd, I'd say that's probably the only way that Rioli Jr. would be able to, to jump into the lineup. Um, can I, look, I'm going to answer a few of these. Lucas, yeah, good question, mate. Um, Lucas J. Um, I'm here. Oh, let's hope, yeah, let's hope we keep Ross. Let's hope he, he, we now is getting games. Um, that sort of, but now I wouldn't be surprised if Arx goes to GWS now because the coach, you know, obviously the coach is now at GWS. Or, um, yeah, I, I heard North. Um, again, we don't know. They've got now Clarkson, so that might well bloody well change. But, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be – Constagna's the other one. I, I think he knows if we can trade him, we'll trade him, um, which would be another one. I haven't heard any. This is a gut feel because he's now been a medical sub, and I think we've just gotten our side, our bottom six is now just raised a level above where he is. That's no knock to the champion. Um, uh, I've got a feeling we'll keep saying, Dusty's not going anywhere. Just he's, yeah, it is Gary, mate. Just put your house in it, brother. I've said that for a while. Um, I yeah, he's, he's, going going he's going to uh, Sydney for the second week of finals. Yes. First week, so he'll be, up in the, he'll be up in Brisbane as well. That's the only places he's going to uh, yeah. tear for a new one. Yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. Now, I've seen a few people, and you guys may have answered this while I ducked away quickly, but um, if Rewalt hypothetically retires, you know, if it's not this year, it's probably going to be next year. What do we see CB as the suitable replacement? Is it in the form of trade, or do you try something a bit cr creative with what we already have in our own backyard? Because I don't know if Cumberland is big enough to be the key forward. Maybe he is. But... I think we'd have. I think we'd have to trade. We'd have to trade. <clears throat> and I think, and, and as Tiggs knows, we, we'll have been working on something for, for two years ago for this moment. So. Um, I just don't think losing Chol, <clears throat> pardon me, losing Chol and CCJ hurt us in that regard. Um, when you look, particularly when you look at the, the season Chol's had this year at Gold Coast, um, I just Combo's good, but he's not a um, he's not a key position size. So yeah, it, it's an interesting interesting proposition, but um, I don't know. I, I, gut is yeah, trade. Yeah, um, oh, go ahead, EJ. Sorry, mate. I didn't say anything. I was going around the room. What do you reckon about the rewatch scenario? How do we solve that once it becomes a reality? I, I really hope he goes one more year. That gives Bauer another year to develop, you know, um, and it gives us another year to look around. But I see Nick in the comment saying that we're going to trade hard for, for that. So... Oh, I'd like Jack to go for one more year, if possible. If not, maybe we go back to the 2017 forward line of one tall and the hybrid <coughs> with Cumbo playing the caddy role and then a, back to the smalls again. 
Yeah. Um, Samson Ryan has been... Samson Ryan has been in very, very good form at VFL level. He's actually starting to take the marks and stuff. So if he can bulk up, he might be one that might surprise a few next year. Um, just just to clarify, um, where where is he? Um, Gary, I wasn't having a go at you, mate. I know you were just asking, brother. Um, it was more that, you know, because I've been batting in a way that he's been going for about five months. So, yeah, no, he's definitely not going. Um Look, I want personally, I want Jack to stay. I reckon Jack Star might kick 40 goals as a foil. Works really well. He's but he's what he gives education. Um, what he gives the education to our forwards, like Humble and the like, is fantastic. Will he play for Biscuit so? And how many games will he get? So he I reckon that's what we're trying to work out. And hardly kicked any in the last couple of weeks. I, I hope he stays around another year too, but although if if they're if they're really keen on Try and give Kiss up forward. That might be a chance next year as well. As well, have Lynch protect him. But now, I'd someone Michael, you asked um, about Taranto and Hop and how in Taranto how it was sliding down. What I heard, this is why my mate's convinced because he works in the industry. He's convinced will be top four. Taranto wants to play inside mid, um, but can play forward, can play wing, can play half back. Uh, we've got uh, General Dan Trancher's got a beast of an engine. We've got Bolton, who can play mid, can play forward, can support the back line, right? He, and he can run up and down. He's got a good tank on him. He's developing that tank, but it's good at, as it is now. And we've got Dusty, who can play anywhere. So we're going to have multi, we're going to be one of the rare midfields that have, we've got, you know, our inside instructors can also play in multiple positions on the ground if we want to create a bit of a mix. Um, I reckon this is how it sort of got sold to me. Um, you know, you've got your inside permanent mids, which is your Prestia and Hopper. Inside Grunt, soldiers always stay there. And then we've got a rotation around that. They can play, you know, that a high quality inside, outside, forward. You know, we can mix and match it depending on who we're playing against. And you've got Sonzi, who's going to be his inside, outside <laughs> hybrid as well, developing. Um, yeah, we'll have a really strong infield to go with a very strong forward line. Um, our forward line's scary strong. Just read the names that we've got now. Um, and then pick a defence that can contain it if they're getting decent supply. Our back line's elite, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, we're in a really good spot. And we've done this while regenerating as we go along. So it's been masterful by the club. Very, yeah, very good. Any of you other gentlemen got any questions to put forward? Oh, I just hit my table. Sorry about that. Anyone got any other trade questions to put forward? Because I've got EJ. No, I was. Oh, someone else has already asked it. I was just wondering about Ross because I know he's out of contract. But yeah, apart from that, yeah. No. The only know the only thing I know with Ross is that he's had interest from other clubs. Um, so my worry was that okay, he's going to be part of a trade and and all that sort of stuff. I, I know North would be still, you know. Clarkson is not a fool, but I think we've got a really good relationship. He loves the within the playing group. It's really, really healthy and strong. Um, if he's given more game times, um, he hopefully he stays. Um, but if we feel like he might not stay, then you know we might sell the vision. Hey, do you want to go to GWS? I don't know. So that's me just spitballing. But yeah, fingers crossed. Um, Ross does. Yeah, Shy. Um, Shy. Yeah, he's staying. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Is he going to be one you reckon will uh, will release 
closer to the first final like we've done in the past? Yeah, 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 believe so. Crocker, <clears throat> you get sneaky mail here and there. Have you heard anything around the traps as well? Because you, you get some sneaky stuff at times. Yeah, see, I've been adamant that Taranto was the most likely to come all year out of Hopper and Taranto. That still hasn't changed. Um, Taranto, from what I'm hearing, is probably 85% done. Um, it's just working out, obviously, with the new coach and stuff, sitting down, having the meetings and see what happens, what the plans are for that going forward. Because I know Taranto has been upset with the direction that the Giants are going in and has been wanting to wait until he gets to meet um, the new coach and have a chat, see what his role is going to be going forward and what the what the blueprint is for the team. Um, so that's still about 85%. Um, Degoe, um, obviously um, Tanner Broon um, is one that I mentioned a few weeks ago last time I was on that Geelong were really chasing him. Um, the other one that Geelong are chasing is Degoe. Now they're trying to figure out the two between um, Dugowie and Tanner Broon. Obviously, if they want, it all depends on Selwood and Dangerfield because there's rumours going around that if Geelong win a flag, Dangerfield is going to pull the pin. That's going around the traps at Geelong at the moment uh, because he's, his form hasn't been great and his body's very, very banged up. <coughs> uh, so if Dangerfield retires at the end of the year, and God forbid Geelong win the flag because of it, um, they're more likely to go to Goey because they'll need that immediate replacement midfielder. But if they don't, they, they want the youth of Tanner Broom <coughs> to come in as a replacement for uh, sort of, yeah, yeah, Sean Higgins and stuff. The only other one is Brody Grundy. Um, obviously, he's been linked with Melbourne. Mm. I've heard that GWS are making a late play for him, making yeah. a very late play for, for Grundy. That's... I think it's probably too late now. The, talk, the talks with Melbourne are pretty advanced, and mm. you also got the w, uh, the South Australian sides chasing him as well. So, yeah, that's the only one that I've the only ones that I've heard. Just just on um, just on yeah, well, um, Tom, great. Um, it surprised me. Um, and anyone that knows more in the club internally than I am, maybe confirm or deny this. Um, but I believe where I heard it from. We're unique, sort of in a way that how coaching team is literally there's a wall there's a separation between that and our recruiting department right so generally we have the game plan we communicate to the recruiting department the recruitment becomes okay we'll get the players to suit so what we do is kingsley would not know our targets unless hardwick's told them because apparently that's how it goes through to the senior coach this is what we're doing and it goes brought back in so i doubt he knows up to date he might know a general target pool but i doubt he knows a specific all right they're definitely hunting this bloke they're definitely going to this one they're definitely going to this. Um, yeah, so the other names, I've heard a few other names. We, every club gets linked to everyone else. The, the, I know I wish I would have given you eight names, but seriously, the three I've given you are ones that I actually seriously think, obviously Hopper and Taranto, but we know this is pretty linked. Willie's just not going, Junior's not going away. And Darcy McPherson surprised the shit out of me. I didn't even I had to Google the guy. But apparently, yeah, he's um, someone that we've de definitely identified as an opportunity. If we can get him across, we will do uh, Zoran, just to clarify, I saw a couple of your comments about Tagoe. That's not for us. That's a Geelong play that uh, Grok was talking about. So don't panic about us bringing in someone like Tagoe. Well, we won't get Tagoe. We don't get Grundy. And we really hope that Pies keep Tagoe. And we hope that they have to pay a fair chunk of Grundy's wages, which what I'm hoping might happen. Because if that's the case, it really cuts their legs off. 
because they're at cat so stretch. I did um I did hear one name earlier, probably about an hour before we came on. I completely blanked. Uh in regards to our forward options. Um apparently next year, not so much this year, but we we like the look of uh Jacob Kaziski from the Hawks. So like yeah, that he's not, yeah, he's yeah. one that we're we've, we're keeping an eye on for for next year because he's out of contract at the end of next year. Well, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. Um, a few people have chucked in Paddy Dow's name. Anyone heard nothing. anything on Paddy Dow? Nothing on merit. Yeah, funny enough, last year I thought there might have been something we might be able to because his name came up a little bit. But no, nah, I think he's not done himself any favors this year, particularly in the VFL. Yeah. Oh, Brian, I'm not sure, mate. Look. That, like I said, that's a name that will start to break um, when I called it. I do know he's of interest. Will that mean it's a flat? No, I don't think so. But is it likely? It's probably more unlikely than not. Um, so, but, yeah, you definitely – I hope he does a heartlet where he comes out and says, oh, yeah, you know, I came this close to going to Richmond. Uh, yeah, I hope that happens because, yeah, I do know we've had um, we've had more than just an inquiry with Fogarty, his management at least. So, yeah. Matt Crouch, no, that um, I've not heard if he's coming. He's, he's, he won't. Yeah, he's an inside, but he's too. Yeah, too many limitations on him. Plus, I don't think Adelaide will trade him because they won't get what they want for him. Yeah, play Cakers is a no. I'll deny that right now. Jake Riccardi. I haven't heard anything. My mate has. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask around, but I haven't heard. So Nick Nick put up an interesting thing. He's, he's heard about a mid from a bottom eight club, and I just looked at the ladder, and it's got to be Taranto. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 that is interesting. You know, you look at you look at the clubs there: Port, Hawthorne, Adelaide, Essendon, Eagles. You know, there's there's a bit there. So if he's hearing of, of a mid from a bottom eight club, that it sounds like it's someone else apart from what you've sort of heard. That that is interesting as well. Well, Darcy McPherson plays forward and midfield. Okay. Um, and in 19, he broke out as a midfielder. Gold Coast is a bottom eight club. So so maybe that's the name. Again, I, I literally heard that two days ago. And my mate said, no, nah, seriously, you guys are right into him. We know this. He goes, I've known this because I've spoken to his manager. So that's in his – your name came up. Now, that could be the manager just trying to – so they're actively – obviously, he's actively gone, you know what, they tried to shop me around last year. Um, I've played the last five or six games. I know I've got it. I've shown a few where's gauge interest, and that's probably where it's at. And we've come in and said, yeah, we've got a bit of interest. What can we do? Or maybe the manager's saying bullshit because my mate, again, does not work for the club. That works in the industry. So he hears outside. And that's, guys, just remember, generally recruiters of other clubs have an idea of what other clubs are doing. Um, so yeah. that's where I sometimes – that's why, generally, again, I'm not big-noting myself. So for those that think I'm not humble – I'm not big-noting myself, but that's why my names tend to be accurate. It's because it's in the industry. Um, so, anyway. Maybe that's uh, to, Connor, to Connor, who asked about Carl Lehman, no, he's off to Hawthorne. He'll join Hawthorne as a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if Vestida makes a quick play. They're a type of club to panic, um, you know, to get, you know, we've had a win in the off-season. It's, it's so a Dorado thing to do. All right. Very good. We could probably go on about this for another couple of hours. But um, so in summary, we think uh, Taranto, 85%. 
all looking. I reckon Taranto's more of a lock. Oh, look, I'll be surprised if he doesn't come across. Right. I'll, vote um, I'll, yeah, I'll stake my life on it that we've definitely been in discussions. We were definitely wanting to bring him across, right? We've obviously um, just got the uh, GWS Kingsley being the new coach thing at play, so you'll obviously have to have a talk to him as well and see if he can swing him around. But otherwise, we think well, that's... I reckon he's going to come across. I reckon he's going to come across. I reckon we've beaten Geelong. This worry for me about two months ago was Collingwood. You know, offload Grundy, offload to go. He come in with a lot of money, but I don't think they can do that. Um, so, I, yeah, I really think Taranto coming in, was coming across to us. I'm as confident as I was with Lynch, right? Put it that way. I'm as confident as I was, funny, as with Trelaw, because I still believe that was the right call. It's just obviously with Grubby Allen doing the shifty at the end, fucked us over, but we did get a heads of agreement. That's been confirmed. So my mail then was right, in my opinion. So I'm as confident as I was that. But, again, one of the other ones I got wrong, which people forget, is Shill. I got Shill wrong. I thought we had him, and it didn't happen. So um, Hopper, if the stars align, I reckon we'll do it. I, I, if the stars align. But uh, but now we've been called to there. He might just say, no, listen, we're not going to lose uh, too much of our midfield depth. Plus he is contracted. That's the biggest sticking point. Have we given up on Green? I think definitely this year we've given up on Green. Yep. But, you know, a, a sneaky part of me is going, maybe when he knows he's got Taranto there with the really good mates, who knows? But, yeah, definitely while he's in contract, there's no – he's a very loyal kid. Um, I'm really confident on what I heard about Rioli. The person on the thing backed that up, with the, which I wasn't aware of, Perth Friday. his name's being linked to us and it's not stopping. It's getting louder and louder and louder because he hasn't signed. And normally a player that's unsigned – would have said it before the season's ended, right? Um, and that Darcy McPherson, yeah, his name keeps on coming up, coming out just a bit. So Darcy McFogarty, but yeah, but that's another name that will break. And only just very, and just very very quickly, there's still nothing more on Narkle. He's silly, like strangely enough, re-signed for Geelong after he was probably out the door. But um, yeah. No. <laughs> I thought the road was going to open there, Brian. I'm not going to lie, mate. I was, I was a little bit nervous. There was <laughs> uh, the other one's um, Darcy Parrish. There was no who was it? McGrath to Richmond. There was a bit of talk about him and being linked to Richmond at one stage as well. He'll stay. I don't He'll rate stay. That. Yeah, I don't He'll rate stay. that at all. He's, yeah. he's their next ca- next captain. Is that exactly? I wouldn't be surprised, Mick. Yeah, thank you for confirming that. Yeah, waiting for Tigers. Yeah, it for us. It all comes about. Obviously, as soon as Taranto nominates Richmond and we get a definite answer on Hopper, you watch it all start to tumble really quick. Yeah. Right? That's how I see it. That's how I see it. But it's exciting, lads. So McGrath's a no Ethan at the moment. He's going to be the next captain possibly vested in. But why would you want to stay there? Jesus. No. Because right, they'll uh, have to pay you to stay. That's true. You've got to pay some on the Bitcoin, don't you? All right. Thank you so much, Tiggs, Grok, EJ and CB. Uh, I know the uh, three of us didn't do a hell of a lot of work in the trade bit, but a fascinating listening, um, and it's all all looking good for the Tigers. So we will be coming back on Monday night. We're not going to talk about the final against Brisbane tonight, obviously, because we're already at an hour 10, but um, we will all come back as a group on Monday and talk about the big final against the Lions. Obviously, a huge week coming up there. Um, Dusty hopefully playing. Lynch is obviously right to go for those who didn't catch the the news. Richmond put out an official tweet saying that the scans have come back all okay. So I dare say there was an element of uh, element of strategy involved in that sub. But um, that's always good news as well. So we're in a prime position. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating final series. 
Um, I want to give a big shout out to the Queensland supporters as well. Uh, I know the Thursday night's going to be very difficult for a lot of Melburnians to get over there, especially at $700 a ticket. But um, we have a super awesome Queensland supporter base who have extremely good numbers. Uh, Dylan Leach runs very good functions up there. So make sure you follow him on Twitter for um, some functions pre-game as well. And the Tiger Army up in Queensland will no doubt be out there in very good force. So we, we know you've got us and um, be nice and loud. Just- yeah, I know. I was going to say, just on that, are there any plans to do a live call for the final? Given that, oh, we're no feeling it out at the moment. We, look, it's something that I'll, I'll, I'll happily do. But again, just a rule of thumb: it's just mates talking about the football. So if I talk about yeah. umpiring, it's not because I think we're being persecuted. It's just I call a back call. I'll see it. And if I have a can, it's the finals. I might have a can while I'm watching. Just yeah. not as many as the last time you did one. You were shit-faced last time. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to have five cans before we start that. You have my word, but I'll make sure I have one as we go, a couple of bogues as we go along. Um, but it should be fun. Look, I'm, I'm keen for it. But look, what I want to say is thank everyone for your support. Thank you, thank yeah. you everyone, for understanding why I do these trade shows. It's not... Um, to big note myself or the or the podcast, it's to try to give you for hear names. I know my mail is honest because it's coming from people I trust, so I share it in that spirit. So thank you for the majority of people understanding that. And um, how magnificent to see B look in his um bathrobe. That's gorgeous. And no, I was gonna say with the Queensland supporter base too. Go you go see um Sunshine Tiger, ripping fella. Wang and 30 Years of Pain, eh, not so much. And Mara's a good bloke as well. And the AFLW does start this weekend for those who do follow. So um, all 18 clubs. So make sure you get behind our girls as they kick off their campaign uh, this week. But uh, thanks so much. for The first three games this year, the first three games to sell me, just skill level wise. But I just want to kind of keep they spray the ball. I just want to see commitment hard. Oh, they've got it. They're cracking hard. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch. I'm going to give them a decent crack. Our form in the practice games has been solid. We, we won both <laughs> of our games by by about 120 points combined. So, oh, wow. yeah, big wins. Just, yeah, so looking decent. Yeah. As long as we kick more than two goals a game or one goal a quarter, I'll probably start watching. Can we, can we run a competition? Who's going to be more accurate this year, Mr. Magic or Tiger 71? Can we just get a comp going? Well, oh, you can just give it to Mr. Magic, mate. I can't compare against that brilliance, mate. I can't, I can't compete. I can't compete. Nah. All right, gents. Very good. Thank you, everyone, as always. Thanks for tuning in, people. Uh, much appreciated. We love the support. Make sure you follow us on our socials, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, subscribe, like, share, do whatever you've got to do to help get us out there. Uh, did someone – what happened there? Did someone... One last – one last whack for the baggers. CB's head brighter than Colton's future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. What's up? For the show. See that? That's room service. Got to go. Bye. Good, good. All right. Have a good, <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Until next time, we'll uh, catch us on Monday. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.